With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show on the Choose Yourself Network. Today on the James Altucher Show. There's many ways dreams change. Absolutely. So you often have something you're really interested or fascinated with when you're like 13 years old. Yeah. But as you age, your interests and your dreams, those specific dreams age. So for instance... Matthew Berry, who's been on this podcast, you know, he was interested in sports when he was a kid. And we don't know him as an athlete, but he is the first and maybe only fantasy sports anchor on ESPN. So his dream of being an athlete aged, and now he's doing, he's living the life of his dreams. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. So this book, Choose Yourself, <laughs> Do you, have you heard of it? There's a, uh, you know, what's the subtitle of the book? Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't have it committed to memory. I mean, uh, yeah, choose, yeah, it's just a subtitle of a book. You've looked at it a thousand times. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, choose Yourself, Not Others. No. <laughs> that would be a better subtitle. Oh, interesting. See, I, th- I think, sub- why do books have subtitles except as a joke like i sort of like for instance you just gave me mark manson's uh next book right. mark you know so mark's um uh well, i always forget the title of everything his first book's a huge hit he's been on the podcast the subtle art of not giving a yeah i'm not giving fuck. a fuck and yeah. um his next book his, <laughs> his next deep. book is uh coming out in a few months and he's gonna come on the podcast so we got we got an early edition and the title is everything is fucked and he's got a subtitle, but the subtitle is appropriate because it's tongue in cheek and it's funny. So the book, the title is "Everything Is Fucked." The subtitle is "A Book About Hope." So that's right, a little funny, right, a little right, tongue in cheek. Right. And so you know, everybody told me for "Choose Yourself," I needed a subtitle, and I just think subtitles are BS. Like I can never, even when we have authors come on the podcast, I can never remember the subtitles of their books because they're just useless. But the publisher makes them put it on. So I, I, I put on a subtitle of mine. And I should have made it more tongue-in-cheek. It was kind of meant as tongue-in-cheek, but I think people take it seriously because it doesn't really sound tongue-in-cheek, but it's be happy, make millions, live the dream, which is just a right. stupid subtitle. It means nothing. It's like a meaningless subtitle. For instance, uh, be happy, I don't really care about that much. You know, happiness is like one emotion among many. Make millions, I don't think you need to make millions to choose yourself. Sure. There's plenty of people who, who choose themselves um, because they don't make millions and have found right. happiness and freedom and, and well-being in other ways and live the dream, I actually don't think there is a dream. The dream's constantly I have changed. a few things to say to that. Tell me. One, 
when you say the publisher, wasn't that book self-published? <laughs> you know, it's kind of yes. like it's yeah. kind of like Charles Barkley, who I just had the great fortune of running Name into dropping. in the city. Well, Charles Barkley is the greatest person, but he claimed he was misquoted in his own autobiography. You know, <laughs> so um, so you know, again, don't point the finger, James. Point the thumb. No, it's true. Look it's at yourself. True. Look it's at true. Yourself. Everyone, all my friends, choose told to me, blame yourself. I, I I am choosing to blame myself. All my friends told me I should have a subtitle, and I I felt like I should do it. I should have just had an exclamation point instead of the subject. Yeah, and um, I remember when I was in college, you know, I had the I had a column in it, and you know, we could call it whatever we wanted. And my college friends wanted me to call it co-nose, and I was stubborn, and I said, "Oh, I should have called it just coincide." You know, everybody had like their little name to it, and I don't know if I had a do-over some twenty, thirty years later, I would probably just listen to them. And if there's a lesson to this, maybe. Listen to our friends, you know. No, uh, my friends wanted me to have the subtitle. Yeesh. Why they and, want that one? I and mean, they, I didn't want one. Oh wow! And well, then, like and so need, I just picked one random one. No, but I think you do need some. You do need some subtitle, don't you? You just want to say Why? can't. But I mean, maybe it was the problem isn't the problem. The problem is the perception of the problem. Maybe the problem is that you have a subtitle. <laughs> you know, the problem is that you picked an underwhelming. Right, right. So I could have yeah. picked maybe like I'm on sort of the edge of being serious or being tongue in cheek. Yeah. And it's it ends up being neither. It's neither serious uh, or tongue in cheek. Because look, when you write, when you have a book title or anything, right? Like a person writes an article, they have a headline. Sometimes they don't write the headline, but it's designed to get you to, you know, that sinister way people have of making you buy things, you know. But it's like, so in this case, why should I pick up this book? You know, and it's yeah. But I, I guess you know, I kind of figured. Choose Yourself is a call to action, and maybe people will get it. But at the time, I think I was worried some people would think, oh, it's a, maybe a selfish title when it's like the exact yeah, opposite yeah. of that. And I don't know. I thought maybe make millions, blah, blah, blah. But I was also tongue-in-cheek because, like, I've never believed that people should follow their dreams since dreams yeah. can change every day or every year. Uh, you know, I always use as an example— you probably know the answer to this, or maybe we've talked about it before. I don't know if we've talked about it before. We were just—I still probably know the answer. But who who was the president before Abraham Lincoln? Oh yeah, that I know. But I mean, for did the, we talk about that on this podcast before? Um, uh, you talked about it, I believe, with might have been with Mark Malkoff. I mean, you did talk oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You talked about it. You have that joke, and yeah. then I, at the time I did not know that, um, but now I do know it. And but I'll sound obnoxious if I do say it. <laughs> right. Well, but the, so so. I asked I asked Mark who and yeah. it was on the podcast. I, I I asked him who was the president before Abraham Lincoln. I had done it in front of an audience. Nobody knew the answer. Um, I forget if he knew the answer or not. But uh, the answer is James Buchanan. And my whole point was: here's a guy who probably, when he was a little kid, everyone asked him, "What's your dream?" And he said, "My <laughs> dream is to become president of the United States." And and yeah. everyone was probably like, "You can't." Right. right. Who are you to think you're a little kid? You can't be president of the United States. Don't be an idiot. Like there's <laughs> lots smarter people than you. And then he, he rose up to achieve all his dreams, yeah. become president of the United States. Yeah. And now, just 150 years later, not a single person remembers him. Yeah. So, so like, dream just should just focus on choosing yourself rather than living yes. some kind yes. of man-made dreams. And, and speaking of that, you know, I, I want to pay uh, give some credit to Charlemagne. The God who came on our podcast, you did a great interview with him, but he, in his book, uh, Black Privilege, he talked about the idea, 
you know, he had like eight different tenets, and one of them was to fuck your dreams. Again, it's a very foul mouth blue podcast, so I apologize. You know, no, but, if you look uh, at the best sellers, by yeah. the way, it's like six out, six out of ten books have the word fuck in it now. Yeah, <laughs> but he was essentially saying, you know, that, you know, okay, people say follow your dreams, follow your dreams, and he said my dream was to be a rapper. But I was a terrible rapper. I wasn't good at it. So then I could kind of get into that industry by following maybe it in a more broad term. You know, again, if you get too didactic about like, oh, I want to follow this particular pursuit because you think that's what you should be doing, that's not a good thing either. Yeah, like, and you know, that's a very interesting thing about following your dreams. So you often have something you're really interested or fascinated in. Uh, fascinated with when you're like 13 years old. Like, let's say Charlotte yeah. wanted to be a rapper. But as you age, the, your interests and your dreams, those specific dreams age. So, for instance, with Charlemagne, rather than being a rapper, uh, he was able to become, you know, possibly the most popular uh, radio uh, host about the rap and hip-hop industry yeah. and, and culture and, and so on. So, so... That was the way his his dream aged. Or Matt, Matthew Berry, who's been on this podcast, is the, you know, he was interested in sports when he was a kid. And he obviously didn't become an, an athlete. We don't know him as an athlete, but he is the first and maybe only uh, fantasy sports anchor on ESPN. If yeah. I walk down the street with Matthew Berry, like everybody's stopping and saying hi and thanks because yeah. he does all the picks for you know, the fantasy yeah. draft picks and, and so on. So his dream of being an athlete aged and now he's doing, he's living the life of his dreams. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but that's, that's one way dreams change. There's many ways dreams change. So. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I think successful people embrace change and you figure out how to adapt and, and yeah, and change and not be too concerned about some other about, and that I think is going to be one of the things we talk about is like focusing on process rather than outcome, right? Some people are fixed to a certain outcome. They want, to be something thinking it's going to bring them what they'd like. Right. So, so like, let's just, I don't know how sure, or let's take Matt Barry as an example, um, you know, with the sports and fantasy sports. Yeah. So he was interested in being an athlete. He probably wasn't as a, as athletic right. as a professional athlete, I'm assuming. And he, but you know, he pursued that interest by every day, learning more and more, studying it, uh, writing about yeah. it looking at different opportunities as they resulted. Like, there was, fantasy sports didn't exist when he was a kid. Yeah. So once it did exist, he was able to channel his enthusiasm for sports into fantasy sports. And so sometimes the dream you want hasn't even been created when you first start having that dream. But if every day you kind of do a little bit in that direction, then you'll find something there that, that sets, you on, sets your heart on fire a little bit. Yeah, and I think if you just keep at it, you'll find your way. I always found it interesting. I remember Gary Trudeau, who did Doonesbury, he was at Yale in the late 60s, and he was this nerdy little self-admitted nerdy guy. I mean, I'm a nerdy person myself. No, I'm not anti-nerd. Um, but he and he would write about all these football players on campus and do cartoons, and he became, you know, 20, 30 years old. He's married Jane Pauley, you know, and he's doing really well. You don't think of those particular football players at that time, so you could transcend you know, a certain time period, right? Like you, maybe chess team, you and your fellow <laughs> chess masters. So, yeah. Yeah. So had all the cheerleaders at your matches. Well, that's just it is that, uh, you know, being the best chess player in your school, or in my case, the best 
high school player in my state uh, did not, did not, was not equivalent. Nobody wakes up and says, uh, oh, I really want to go out with the, no girl ever wakes up in high school and says, I really want to go out with the best chess player in the school. You know, they might say the cutest guy in the school, or they might say, uh, the, you know, the best athlete in the school, they're not going to ever say, I really want to go out with like the class clown well, or, or the chess player. It makes me think of, you know, I think Johnny Carson used to have this line that, you know, the least heard phrases in the English language. And one I think was, um, you know, oh, that's the, that's the banjo player's Porsche, you know, and one of them is probably <laughs> like that, you know, just like that. Was Johnny Carson a banjo player? I don't think he was a banjo Steve player. We, we certainly got as Mark Malkoff. And another one, obviously, he said, oh, you're Jehovah's Witness? Come on in. You know, so there are phrases like, hey, let me go out with the chess best. Well, now you, there's Magnus Carlsen, uh, Gary Kasparov. Yeah, well, People really Magnus Carlsen was a, a model for G-Star, yeah. and now he's the world chess champion. Yeah. And uh, by the way, so we have uh, an ex-Jehovah's Witness in the audience. Did, did, yeah, you did, should, I know I can get in trouble with that. Did, That's why did, I was reluctant. Don't blame me. Blame Johnny Carson. Did you ever knock on a door and they said, uh, come right in? We'd, be, we'd love <laughs> to talk to you about <laughs> the 144,000 people going to heaven. <laughs> Never. Never? Not even you, like your sweet little girl was, with Girl Scout cookies or whatever, Jehovah's Witness cookies? I was five. I don't remember. Did your parents ever say, don't talk to strangers? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the opposite of Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Like, throw her in that house with strangers and close exactly. the door. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 